coach, broadcaster, and video game impresario, John Madden. I get every game from every angle uh, every week. Why do you want to do that? Just because uh, just you're crazy? <laughs> None other than Deion Sanders Prime. I have three to four suits with me, and I'm having a problem to choose between the cream, which is a cusser. What I mean by cusser, Rich, when you see me, you're going to use profanity. That's how clean this suit is. <laughs> My official movie reviewer, Jim Moore. She's a fox. If there's a fox in the movies right now, Myla Kunis is it. I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast. We are two weeks away now, two measly weeks away from the regular season starting in the 2011 National Football League season, and I could not be more excited. Is that you, Mike, Mike yes, Del Tufo again? Like You're first in. You're first inning in the podcast I'm again ecstatic. this week. I'm ecstatic. I can't wait. Right. I'm, 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 I'm ecstatic. I can't wait either. Are you going to Green Bay? Yes. I am. I'm actually going to miss the first of the... I have to, yeah, I go to Green Bay. What are you missing? Oh, I'm missing the first big night in the studio. I like being here. You, like, you would rather be in the studio than on the road? For that, only because I'm going to miss all you guys. I actually miss my game day morning. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I miss my game day morning, people. I am touched by that. I do. I get a little misty. Yeah, it's going to be me and and, and uh, Irvin yeah. and, um, I miss and, my road and Warner and Mooch and Sap and Falk. Now, in my, studio, getting ready for the game day morning. We're, so we're going to game day morning and at night on Thursday night to get ready for, for Sunday. Not that Dion's a slap. I mean, having no, Dion on the geez, road. Are you great. kidding me? But still, I mean, I miss that bond. You'll be with have. Dion in Green yeah, Bay. I have, I have that bond I have with you guys. It's just like... Chris Law, my producer of the uh, audio version, my wife told me that, that, that my way that I'm starting the podcast by saying welcome to the podcast, she thinks it's a little outdated. It's a little outdated, she's saying? Well, she, yeah, she thinks I should just best. get right into it. By the way, that's very that, smart of you to agree with my as wife. As soon as he's telling you that, we should just either get right I've got to think about it. Or moderate. She but, thinks that it's just, you know, that they open, which you are, you, you redid this week. Yep, we're going to redo the, the open. We're going to change it up every few weeks here. Okay. And uh, she thinks that, that, that it's obvious what the podcast is. I don't need to go out and say, welcome, you know, like it's, you know. I like the intro. I, li- I do like you. you I know, like it. Brings people in. You're not like just it. diving okay. right in. Like TV, we dive right in. Way to contradict my wife internationally. I, I contradicted myself. I said she was right first. Then I kind. Then I. I That's sort of like Vince Young this week, by the way. Vince yes. Young, what a trifecta this week for Vince Young. I mean, this was very impressive when he was because you know he was the one who first mentioned Dream Team. Remember that? Absolutely. He he was the first one who mentioned Dream Team uh, in reference to the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, Dream Team. <laughs> from Nande to Kamardi, uh, from Jason to myself. Now, he didn't say, come out and say, we're the Dream Team. We're like the Dream Team. He was asked, what are your thoughts on the team that you've just joined? And he had come in post-Namdi and... And uh, I believe post Cullen Jenkins, and they traded for Dominic Rogers Cromartie. So he said, "Dream team." Oh man, this is this is a dream team. It's like a dream come true, maybe for him. Is that he landed in this place too? He's backing up Michael Vick. What a landing spot for him after the uh, disastrous turn of events for him. Many of it self inflicted in Tennessee. So you know he makes that comment, "Dream team," and it gets blown up. You could say maybe out of proportion, but he did say the words dream team. And then Jason Babin came in afterwards and called him 
the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat, yeah. right? Wow. It's like the Miami I, Heat, which, by the way, didn't win at all. But we understand. Well. We understand. I'm an Eagles fan, so for me, this is I'm nervous. So this week, this week, Vince was asked again. I guess he was available. He was asked again about his dream team comment. And we have it. We can play that if you'd like. Okay. Let's play it right there now. There we go. I mean, you know, everybody going to – that's pretty much how it goes with Vince Young. So my, my words always get taken out of context, you know. It's just basically what I mean. So there you have it. That's a quite a comment. And, and the thing that I found very impressive, the first three lines in the first utterances out of his mouth, that's pretty much how it go with Vince Young. So that's third person. That's – that's pretty impressive. Okay, wait. And then he goes, my words always get taken out of context. So then now he is he used the out of context excuse. He went out of context. So he goes third person, then he goes out of context. And then follows it up with, it's just basically what I mean. <laughs> Which is not out of context. It's actually saying my words were in context. context. And so in one trifecta, that is, I mean, how impressive is this? In one trifecta, he goes third person, out of context, doubles down. Ricky Henderson that, is jealous of that. That right that there. That is, that, that's a very impressive trifecta. I've never, I've, that's, that's really, that's really next level. From a potential third string quarterback, if Kafka that's true, Kafka could beat him out. That's right. That is actually right. He goes basically uh, by by basically what I mean. We have some really talented guys. I feel like we continue to keep working and taking care of our responsibilities and finish like a team like we want to finish. I feel that's pretty much how I called it. I, which is you know it's fine, it's fine, but you know you're not in Tennessee anymore, where yeah. there's one newspaper, yeah. and maybe you know the three locals. And a radio station, maybe one or two, and and, and the Philadelphia and, and, fans. Come on. Well, I mean, the Tennessee fans are rabid, but there's no, there's no, there's no. You know, Philadelphia is just a different cauldron. It's a different beast. Who better to talk about all this stuff than with than uh, Namdi Asimov? I am looking forward to hearing his perspective. He's on the podcast, Namdi Asimov. We'll ask him about this. We'll ask him about his his free agent tour, which I guess really wasn't a tour, but his whole free agent decision. And speaking of Tennessee, we got Matthew Hasselbeck on, the quarterback. He first came on NFL Network. It was our first month. Yeah, I remember. Our first month. We came on first week of November, November 4th, yeah. 2003. And um, November 4th, 2003. And uh, that was uh, leading up to week 10 of the 2003 season. We came on in the middle of a season. I remember that. That was crazy. Right? Yep. I remember that. Yeah. And uh, at any rate, the reason why I mention this is we, we were throwing all sorts of ideas over the off the wall, and we still do, but it was the first time we were trying stuff. So our team cam system was up and running, and it's not like it is now. I mean, the, the Namdi conversation that you're going to hear on the show and also the Hasselbeck conversation are both on team cam. It sounds like they're in the room next to us. Yeah, my God. If you remember back then, it sounded like we were talking to someone on the moon. Like the, Neil Armstrong was like, it was like one small I'm not step lie, for man, one giant leap for NFL Network. That actually sounded better in 1969. Probably than our system. <laughs> we uh, but it was still, but it still was groundbreaking, our yep. team cam systems, yep. though. 
No one was doing that. A lot of people went to work on that. I never forget. They still are. I mean, it's still a lot of hard work. Do you know how many man hours have been put in by by people behind the scenes, engineering? Drewmeyer, yeah, who's who? By the way, yeah, all of JD, Hanson. Shout outs to everybody's. Anyway, the reason why we mentioned this, it was the first time though. Our first team cam chat was Brian Urlacher on our first show. I remember that one on Bears camp. But the reason why I mentioned this is the first for Thanksgiving. Later on in that month, we had a conversation with Matthew and Tim Hasselbeck. Tim, who was a backup in New York for the Giants on Giants camp. And Matt was on um, Seahawks camp. I don't think, did they not know they were going to be together? No, they did. They did. You're right. They did. They did. They did. That wasn't but it was surprise. basically the whole concept was let's, let's it's, it's basically, let's hook two brothers up by the phone. Like, hey, just let them talk to one another. The phone is just the team cam. And my job is sort of like the operator to plug them in together and, and, and move the conversation forward. And it was the first time we had ever done two team cams at and once. One, yes. That was our, that was the, like, that was the, yes. the technical challenge that we were, we were wringing our hands over at the time. Do you remember that? And it was just like, you know, how do I set up? Like neither of them were going to know when the other one wants to talk or whatever. And they could talk over each other. And it's my job to ask a question and then be quiet. And let the you know the, the 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 pause in the conversation will let the other one know it's time to talk. And as a host and somebody who likes to talk, that's very tough to just lay out and not say a word. That was my challenge. But at any rate, the great thing was they were you know obviously brothers who who know each other and love each other, and it was great. To, they, they they carried it. I just had no idea how hilarious Matt Hasselbeck is. Oh, he's. I know it was the first time I was introduced to just how freaking funny this guy is and not only that quick-witted too he is actually quick really, yeah. he is the quickest yes he out of all the nfl players that we have interviewed yeah. out of all the funny witty nfl players quick. that we have interviewed on the network and by the way i mean the royal way that's clearly the what royal i mean way. you understand where he's going well, on that we, you weren't yeah. in the booth dave benheim was sitting in there mm. and he's and i'm testing the team cam mm-hmm. when we had him and he literally goes he literally sits and goes, that's not Rich. He has hair. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. See, that's Matt for you. That's what Matt does. Not SOB. I know. We'll he should be back. one to talk. We'll get him next who's time. Who's he? That's the, I'm, who's the pot and who's the black kettle in that conversation? <laughs> How dare he? Is that what he said? <laughs> I swear he said How that. dare he? Uh, but yeah, anyway, he's out of all the, the guy. he's the quickest. Uh, he's got the quickest wit. Yeah, he was great last time when we had him on with Troy Polamalu and the Corolla podcast. And That's right. He was phenomenal. That That's week. right. That was right. Funny stuff. That was well. That was the that was the playoffs, man. That was, was. after he. That's what after he he was giddy. He was on cloud nine. He that was, was after Lynch's. After they knocked out the Saints. Lynch's that was the last time he had him on the podcast. Yeah, right? but it's the first time he's been part of the audio slash TV version. We've changed since then. We'll see how much he's changed. So you're saying the TV he's, version is at a higher precedent than my audio version? No, I'm saying what it is, is it's expanding the brand. Expanding the brand. I love it. I love And the that. audio, I mean, that's what it is. Without the audio, there is no TV. No, 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 no. It's the same thing. that There's no NFL network without NFL films. That's true. This is that's true. true. You know what I mean? True. This is true. True. So what I'm saying is the audio podcast is the NFL films version. I'll take it. What a dumbass analogy that is. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is Matt's on the show. And uh, we've we've grown since the, uh, our last chat, and, and he's clearly changed addresses. And then uh, when it, we're going to wrap it all up with uh, another returning guest, Paul Rudd, in our studio. He's got our 
idiot brother coming out this weekend at a theater near you. Came out too late for Jim Mora to have reviewed it last week. I was going to say, we would... I told you earlier, uh, Coach Mora Sr.'s son, Jim Mora, our other mm-hmm. analyst, was in the other day, and he said that people were stopping him on the streets Tell saying... Me. No kidding, really? Saying... We saw your dad on the Eisen podcast, and they were bringing up the diddly-poo rating system, too. Well, uh, the diddly-poo rating <laughs> system, I think, has caught the imagination of of, uh, of the podcast nation. And um, But th- I've not gotten more tweets at either our Twitter address or my personal one, at Rich Eisen, um, than, than his co- calling Mila Kunis a fox. That was the other thing you brought up. That was that that I've got that got so much reaction, and of course him calling her Mila Kunis as well. <laughs> Come on, I couldn't have scripted that any better. But anyway, Paul Rudd's here, big Chiefs fan. He's been a friend of the program. He came. He was part of the Hollywood Fantasy Football League oh, that yeah. we launched in two thousand five. Oh, well, that was a no. Great, oh, that was oh uh, four. We did that. That was oh four. Was it four? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was our second. It was like the yeah. second year. On. Yeah. Oh, we four. Did, we did two or three of those. We did, I think, three of them. Three, yeah. They were great. He was part of every year where where, where where celebrities had fantasy teams and then once a week came in and talked about his teams. I loved doing that. That was fun. They were fun. They enjoyed doing it. Paul was Paul came in. First time he came in, he came in in his Will Shields Gamer. Didn't we put him on a remote on like a uh, The Mo- Motorola Ojo. Oh, yes. We put him, we put him on, on remote. God. Yeah, I know, because one year he couldn't physically oh, yeah. make it out here for the draft, but he wanted to be part of it. He's a lot, he's, he's a big fantasy player. Yep. He's a fantasy geek, pretty much. Yep. Um, and he is talking about changing since the first time he came on. I mean, he's been the, he's the same guy. His career has like through the roof. Yeah. Next level. Through the roof. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Already a brother in a theater near you. You got to see it. And we've got. Uh, We've got a surprise in store for him. Do we say the surprise here? I think we we, we tease the surprise. Well, but we're we're but if we we'll, we'll have to put it on uh, the headline, right? People will know. Yeah, I already tweeted it out. Yeah, Joe Buck's going to call in. They know each other from way back. Paul doesn't know though. Paul has no idea. Paul doesn't know. Joe Buck, the lead voice of NFL on Fox, which by the way means we had Al Michaels. On the last week of July. Yep. First week of August, we had... Um, no, he was on the first week of August, going to Canton. Going to Canton. Al Michaels, Michaels is on going to Canton. Come back from Canton, John, John Madden. John Madden. Week after that, Tariko from the Worldwide Leader in Sports. ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> the Worldwide Leader in Sports. Coming up next... I'm sorry. (laughs) Coming up next on E60, a story that will pull at your heartstrings. Next. We have to find those. I mean, they even use that voiceover guy for E60. Like award-winning pieces. Can you use, I mean, it's like, could you imagine that guy on 60 Minutes? Coming up next. On 60 Minutes, Steve Croft sits down with the President of the United States. Next, on 60 Minutes. Andy Rooney. <laughs> That's right. Next, on 60 Minutes, two minutes with Andy Rooney raving about something that is usually insignificant, like a paperclip. Or his eyebrows. Next. Anyway, we had, so bottom line is we had uh, 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 Madden after Michaels, Tarico after Madden, Joe Buck after Tarico. That leaves one last whale out there. You know what that is? 
Jim Nance. Hello, friends. Hello, friends. We're efforting. I think kickoff week. We're going to get him on. We've uh, we have secured some good guests in the future. We'll we'll hold off on those. We'll hold off on those. We got We're some rolling. Stuff coming. We're rolling. So this week, uh, we've got uh, Paul Rudd with Joe Buck and uh, Matthew Hasselbeck. But first up, Namdi. I'm pleased to have on the Rich Eisen podcast now one of the best at his position, one of the best in the National Football League. He was the big fish of this year's free agent class. He's also a very smart guy. He went to Cal. Very charitable man. The uh, Asimov Foundation supports orphans and widows in need. And uh, also, also, he's an actor. He was on Friday Night Lights. <laughs> so he's got actors' good looks, which means all of this together, Namdi Asimov, you may just be the dreamiest member of the dream team in Philadelphia. Did I get any of that wrong? <laughs> that was all over the place. That, that was, was all over good. the place? <laughs> that was pretty good, though. I mean, in terms of dreaminess, because, again, that's, that's all that – that's the only, uh, I guess – metric by which we measure the Philadelphia Eagles right now is dreaminess and the dream team. I uh, can't be too I'm, far I'm, off. I'm so, I'm so staying away from the dream team Are right you now. Really? I know you, I know you're going to keep pushing it. I'm staying no. away from it. No, no, no. I mean, if you want to stay away from it, it's, it, it's, it's, it's again, it's, I guess from the media point of view, it's, it's too dreamy of <laughs> a storyline for us to stay away from right now. Don't, don't you think? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> see, you are too smart. You see, plus you went to broadcast boot camp, so they probably right, taught you right, about right. how to be part of the paparazzi and ask That's questions right. and the manner That's in which right. the person who's on the other side of the microphone may not want to answer it. So you you know That's all right. the tricks of the trade. I know them. So have you taught them to Vince Young yet? Have you have you imparted those wisdoms to Vince yet? Uh, yeah, I have. <laughs> I, you know, yeah, yeah, I've. Uh... I've been talking to Vince. Vince uh, Vince likes to talk a lot of trash on the field, so it's oh, is it's, that right? It's fun being with him. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, how else are things in your transition to the Philadelphia Eagles right now? Uh, it's going. I mean, it's going great. Coming from California, I think uh, today was probably the best day because we just had an earthquake That's uh, <laughs> out here. So. <laughs> Made me feel right at home. <laughs> no, I'm sure. Again, you're 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 California. Uh, you're you're Cal Bear. You're from uh, from that area. Um, w- when there was the earthquake there, and in, in pra- were you the only one who sort of knew, or do you have any other uh, Northern California guys who were helping out with that situation? No. What happened? What happened was, um, I'm I'm from LA, and I don't know how you know how it is out here, but I know mm-hmm. we get earthquakes, you know, all the time, and mm-hmm. so. We were in the lunchroom, and it was Hugh Douglas, actually. He was the first person to notice it. There's a bunch <laughs> of guys in the, in the lunchroom, coaches, players. Mm-hmm. And Hugh says, does anyone else feel that? And then we just all paused, and then the place started shaking. It was, it was pretty crazy. And, of course, I'm the only one with a big smile on my face. <laughs> Everybody else is like, get out of the building. You know, guys running, and you're homesick. So. Now you're feeling a little homesick yeah, yeah, yeah. right there. <laughs> right. So that's part of the adjustment. I guess the football part of the adjustment, Namdi. Um, a lot of folks are because you were just one of many uh, pieces that were added via free agency and also other methods of acquisition by the Eagles this year. Um, how is this all meshing as you are just a couple of weeks away from having to play the St. Louis Rams for keeps week one? It's meshing, you know, it's, it's, it's coming along well, but it's hard. You know, it's been a lot of hard work because, uh, you know, you've got all these players and you, you're bringing them in and they're new and you don't have the entire offseason to get down to, you know, the, the little things that you want to get down. You know, we've, we've been here for like a couple of weeks now, two and a half weeks or so, 
you know, trying to get everything in. And on some sides, you have new players, new coaches. So the talent is all there. We've got the coach in there. And so now we're just trying to put it all together in the short amount of time that we have. And in terms of just your at your position uh, with Dominique Rogers, Cromartie, Asante Samuel and you and just the, the three, I guess, um, bold names, the, the, the more household names and, and, and that secondary. Uh, how is that working out uh, just from that position alone? We're doing a lot of shuffling, you know. It, uh, obviously, we can play wherever we need to play on the field and do whatever's asked of us. But, you know, the first thing that we all said was we have to get down these coverages and get down the scheme and the technique and how, you know, they want us to play it. Because you can get into a game and it doesn't matter how talented you are, if you're not on the same page with the safeties and the linebackers, you know, you can blow a coverage, you know, and we've made... Uh, enough mistakes throughout camp to where it's starting to come along and everybody's getting a better grasp of it. And the last few days have been our best few days that we've had since we were here. So, you know, it's working out. And myself and um, and uh, Dominique, we, you know, we're going inside and outside um, in all the packages. So it's wherever they want us. And then Asante's been, you know, usually just there on his uh, his left side and doing his thing there. So. We're mixing and matching a little bit and trying to get the best matchups. When you refer to the linebackers, do you mean the linebackers that your defensive coordinator says will be good enough to win the Super Bowl? Are those those linebackers that you're referring to, Namdi? Is that what Juan said? I, I didn't. You didn't, hear that, you didn't hear that soundbite, huh? I didn't. I didn't hear that soundbite. That, that one's new. To There's me. lots coming out of Philadelphia, Namdi. That's what I'm sort of trying to hit here. There's lots coming out. There's lots of expectations. There's lots of. Lots of chatter, lots of quotes that, uh, yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot of checks being written is what I'm saying right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, you know, you, you have to be, you just have to be, well, we obviously know that we have to be careful with that. Coach Reed, is, he speaks to us all the time about, mm -hmm. you know, being careful with the things that we say. People are going to try to pick apart the words. So you just have to, you know, tone it down and just make sure that our play on the field, it does all the talking for us. So, I, I mean, that's our focus. If. If somebody, if people are getting excited and saying certain things, you know, that's fine. Emotions get involved, but we know that there's a focus, a lot of hard work that has to go into this thing for us to, to come out on top. A lot of people are going after our heads right now, just, and we haven't even played a, 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 a game yet, you know, so, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's been interesting. It has been interesting. See, now that wasn't that tough to answer it that way, right, Namdi? I mean, that wasn't that very that, difficult that to address tough. the situation right there. I mean, that wasn't tough. I didn't give you anything. I mean, you <laughs> might, you might find something in there, but I didn't give you anything. You gave me a little something. You gave me a little okay. something that you're, that, that Andy's talking to the team, right? I mean, he is mentioning yeah. that let's just tone it down a little bit or in, in all honesty, though, I mean, Vince, Vince mentioned one thing. You mentioned dream team. Babin's the one who brought up the heat connection i mean he's the one who brought up the miami heat connection so uh, in that respect wow. if if vic is lebron does that make you bosh are you are you the dwayne <laughs> are you the dwayne wow. wade namdi yeah i'm wow. going there i went there first of all first there. of all you know me rich yes i do you know me we, we've spent some time yes, together you know that mm -hmm. I'm a Laker fan. I can never do any comparisons <laughs> with the Heat, so so I get to stay away from that one too. Okay, so. Good. so that makes it. So are you the Kobe? Are you the? Are, are you? Are, I mean, seriously. Then and who's who's the Lamar? Um, that mean there's got to be someone on the team that's a Vujicic type character from a couple of years ago. No, am I wrong? 
Yeah, you're uh, wrong. Okay. You're wrong. <laughs> All right. Uh, Vic, how did he handle the last week? I'm sure a lot of people are obviously it's in Philadelphia. A lot of people pick apart a lot of things uh, preseason, especially with the, with the stakes as high as they are now. Uh, how was this last week after that game in Pittsburgh to to getting you ready for for moving forward? I mean, the thing about Mike is he knows how to bounce back. You know, there's nothing that that's going to get him down so low that he can't come right back and 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 be right on top of things. You know, so obviously uh, he was disappointed. We were all just about it. I don't think there's anyone that could come out of that game and say they were pleased with how they played or that they had everything down and that, you know, everything was perfect. So. Um, just like him, we were all in that position, disappointed and, and needing to come back and bounce back after that week. And, you know, I remember he was telling me during the game that, you know, he felt like he was he was trying to, to take over, you know, and, and, and force things a little bit. And he needed to just to calm down a little bit more. You know, a lot of times when you know you're only playing a half, you want to be Superman in that half. You know, when you have a full game, you've got four quarters and you know that it can swing uh, any direction. So, you know, it was, it was different. Yeah, I thought that last pick, he, he wouldn't have thrown that in a regular game. That last pick, there was about a, a few ticks left in the first half. And I think la- certainly last year, the Vic would have thrown that one away. He would have thrown that one away. He definitely wouldn't have hucked it late over the middle where where the guy with the hair is always lurking back there. So, um yeah, I, I, that that one, that I I, I see that one completely. That, that you, you can just throw that one out of the mix. You're right, and it's uh, the thing about preseason that people need to understand is the second game of the preseason. You, there are there are mistakes that you're going to make that actually need to be made. You know, there's sometimes that you have to make certain mistakes so that you know what not to do once the season's starting. You know, and there's something like that where he might have thrown that ball and, and knows that's something he shouldn't do. Now he knows, and it doesn't cost us anything because once the season starts, all of that is erased, mm-hmm. you know. And so we've all made those those sort of mistakes in games, and now we know exactly how to handle them. Another mistake, too, that Vic probably would want to take back is is leading with his head, making a tackle in a preseason game as well. That, that one, I'm sure he would like to take nice that hit. one back. Yeah, was, yeah, I was about to say. It was, he, has, it was a nice hit. Yeah, has he, has, he, has, has he taught the defense some of the guys how to rap after that <laughs> sort of, after that, after that one? Here's the thing. The thing that's scary about it is he lifts weights like everybody else, and I, I haven't seen this from a quarterback, you know, that has that sort of lower body strength, mm-hmm. you know, with the legs and doing those sorts of workouts. So, you know, if he has to make a tackle, it's it'll hurt the other guy. If I may, I just want to revisit the the sweepstakes portion of your of your July um, with the uh, free agency, and I'd love to ask you what your your week was like because you the the entire week everybody was either signing or or agreeing to terms, and you you went right up to the final 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 moment when things could become official. Uh, how 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 many I guess choices did you have, Namdi? Well, first of all, it wasn't a week. It wasn't anywhere near a week. How long ago was? How long it was started? It? it started on Tuesday, and the decision needed to be made on Friday. Mm-hmm. So there were guys that were making decisions on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday, but it was such a big decision. You know, you don't have the entire off season. You know, it's the, it it was the strangest thing about this year is you don't get to take visits and sit down and come back and talk it over and all that sort of stuff. So 
If you're giving me, if you're telling me on Friday, let's make a decision, then I'm going to take up every bit of that time. I'm not going to jump the gun at all. So, uh, you know, and it just started to build once that Friday came, because then it was like, you know, everything was like, it's time to make a decision. You know, there's no holding back. So there was no, you know, there was there no, re- that you didn't think about maybe I'll get, take this to Saturday or Sunday. Why did it have to, in your mind, have to be that Friday? I might have jumped out of a building. Is that it right? Any further, <laughs> it went any further than Friday. I mean, there was a point there where I wasn't eating much. Is that I mean, right? It was, oh, it was a matter of three days. You know, it's you're making all these decisions in three days. It's, uh, you know, it was tough. So um, I I remember saying, once Friday gets here, by mm-hmm. the end of Friday, I want to make a decision, and that's it. We're not going to Saturday or Sunday. We're not gonna. It's not gonna go any further. Well, they've I- given us. Right. You know. Yeah, they give you enough time in that respect or, or not enough time. You just wanted to make sure it happened. In in terms of uh, what Jerry Jones had to say, I haven't spoken to you about this at all. When he said that you wanted to be a cowboy, clearly you're 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 not and you're in the same division. You're gonna take him on twice a year for a very long time, perhaps for the rest of your career. What do you what do you say to people who heard what Jerry Jones had to say, uh, in terms of you wanting to be a Dallas Cowboy? Well, nothing really. I mean, I'm at the team that I wanted to be on. I mean, if if it were, if it were any other way, then I would have been on that particular team. You know, I think that's pretty much all that needs to be said about it. I mean, there were obviously teams that were uh, involved and teams that it came down to uh, at the end, but the decision I made is where I wanted to be. I mean, I made the decision. And it was, no one else made the decision. I made the decision. So was there any was there any possibility throughout any of this that you you were going to stay in Oakland, or that that was just a foregone conclusion, as many people in the media assumed? Definitely wasn't a foregone conclusion. You know, I didn't. I had no idea what was going to happen once the doors opened. You know, once that Tuesday came and you know teams were getting ready to be involved, I didn't know which teams it would be. You know, it could have been you know any other team. Uh, out there, you know, so it was a, a matter of let's see what happens on Tuesday. Let's see who's available. Let's see who's interested. Let's see, you know, what's going on. And so even on that Monday, I had no idea what it was going to look like. And I just I stayed away from it. And then my agents called me on Tuesday uh, and let me know if the Raiders were involved and, you know, what other teams were involved. And what point did the Eagles become involved? Because that, that, one, that one was beneath the, the media radar pretty much the entire time. I mean, that was a shocker. That was, the, that was sort of the, the O. Henry-like twist at the end of this story is it was a team that few people had heard about. Yeah, um, and I was in the same boat. You know, they, they came in very late. And, and they've, you know, you know, the coaches and, uh, you know, the – the GM, everyone here, you know, they've said it, you know, they, they, they had their plan and their strategy going, but, um, you know, and they were talking with my agents, so they knew when to come in and and be a part of it. But on my end, Mm -hmm. I mean, even my agent, you know, everybody kept it from me, you know, it was like on my end, it was like, I didn't know what was going on until that last moment, you know, basically the last less than 24 hours did I know that the no Eagles kidding. were a part so of this? So you went to sleep the, the night before your big day where you knew, where you said you weren't eating. You were thinking about, clearly, you're a guy who, who's, uh, who's, who I'd imagine would just choose this sort of stuff up and, and, and thinks about it over and over and over and choose it over perhaps more than anyone else. You went to sleep that Thursday night not really even knowing that the Philadelphia Eagles were, were a possibility? Um, Thursday night. 
I did know that the Eagles were okay. a possibility. But I didn't know. I didn't know if it was. I didn't know how serious it was. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just like, you know, what if the Eagles? You know, right. it's kind of like a what if the Eagles sort of thing. And then once Friday came, it just started rolling. You know, and I was like, okay, so now we're bringing we're bringing another team into the mix, and we're bringing the team into the mix that I had on top. Um, back in March when I thought about this whole thing. No kidding. Well, then, congratulations to you, obviously, uh, and everything that's going on with you, Namdi. You see, now, what would have been really cool is if you had said that you didn't know about the Eagles Thursday night, and it came to you in a dream, and therefore the Eagles were a dream team. Oh, nice, and nice, Rich. this is where we could advance <laughs> nice. the story here on the podcast, Namdi. You wrote the script, and you were hoping no. that I would say that. <laughs> I don't want to put words in your mouth, and I want you to make up stories. You're an honest man. You shoot from the hip. That was but, pretty good. But, I mean, this is something if you want to workshop it with me here. You know, that would it be. It came to me in a dream. It, it, did, see, it came, see, came to you in a dream. Therefore, the Eagles were your dream team. Then we could, in the media, completely take this out of context and blow it up. <laughs> And totally ruin your weekend. This would be great. No? This is not a good idea? Oh, this Maybe maybe it is for me. <laughs> it's not that for is pre- that's pretty good. That's, pretty that's just good. the way I'm thinking. That's just yeah. the way I'm thinking. Uh, yeah. Let's let's uh, before I let you go, let's pop uh, some of your charities that you you do here because you you do a lot of good, Namdi Awesome. Well, your foundation can run down some of the um, some of the charitable works that your foundation uh, puts forth. Yeah, the Asamoah Foundation. Go to uh, buildingtoday.org. Also on Twitter, Asamoah FNDN. That's the handle. Um, we're doing work all the time, whether it's in Los Angeles. Um, we've been doing work in the Bay Area now. We're going to start in Philadelphia. And it's uh, there are different parts to it. You know, we, we help high school students with scholarships, getting into colleges, um, take them on college tours. Uh, you know, do service projects in different communities. Um, uh, we do work back in Nigeria, helping orphans and widows with shelter and food and all sorts of things. So the quick rundown is get involved because there's something that you can do uh, to help out with in, in some area with uh, our foundation. Oh, and give me that website again one more time. Buildingtoday.org. Buildingtoday.org. You're the man, yeah. Namdi. Thanks for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Rich. You bet. You, I think same to you. <laughs> See, I'm cracking you up with that. I'm telling you, it's, it's an idea. The Philadelphia media will eat it up. Not that you need my help in that respect, but they'll eat it up. The long-time listeners, first-time callers on all those those crazy people who call on the radio stations, they'll love it. Call yep. it your dream team. Do it. Yep. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for joining, Namdi. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks. You bet. That's the one and only Namdi Awesome on the Rich Eisen Podcast. Oh, man. <laughs> Pleased to welcome one of the longtime friends of the NFL Network family, the new starting quarterback of the Tennessee Titans, Matthew Hasselbeck. How are you, Matthew? I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing fine. Better for having you here. Have you ever been on a televised podcast before? Is this a, is this a new groundbreaking thing for you? I don't know. I think this is the first time. I, I've watched your podcast. Have you we re- show have your you podcast re- in our locker room um, <laughs> every time it's on. No, no, it's wait on a the, minute. All the, it's on all the monitors See, in the locker room. Now, I know you, you're, you're lying. 
you're lying right no, now. No, it's a true, it's a true, that's true. No, th- In th- fact, yeah. the last one I saw, you were talking to some actor about uh, getting a team in Los Angeles. And yes, you that's were true. making bold predictions about what teams <laughs> were going to be there. Well, that's what, you know, I have to do to cut through the media static is be bold and mm-hmm. and own own something when I say it. You know what I mean? That's exactly yeah. how it right. So it's, it's, a, it's an honor to be on here. It's a, this is big for me. It's big. <laughs> See, now you're lying. Now, now I can tell you're lying. That one I can tell is a lie. See, because you, you, have, you, you still probably have not read my book yet, correct? Great book. It's a no, must read. <laughs> you, you have gone up to a, a, certain, a large number Are we number plugging of your book right now? No, not, just no, let no. me know. If we're plugging your book, I can plug your book. No, you, you do it very well. I know your wife has read it. You have you, you you didn't read it, and you go up to everybody. You've gone up to the commissioner. You've gone up to a bunch of people, just saying you should you should get his book. You should buy his book, and then you you've never you've never once read it yourself. You know what I do? I take the cover off of your book and I put it on over whatever book I'm reading. Every airplane trip, yep. I'm walking through airports all across the country. People are like, man, what is this book? This guy can't put it down. I'm like, oh, this is the Rich Eisen story. <laughs> the Rich Eisen story. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> That's good. You're reading Malcolm Gladwell, but it's wrapped, it's wrapped, it's wrapped in the Rich Eisen story, basically. True. Yeah. See, it's where you're a good friend. You're a good friend. You've always been there for me, Matthew. Very loyal. Yes, very loyal. I appreciate that. Uh, it's. Very, I got to be honest. It's odd seeing you in in light blue. It's tough. It's very difficult for me to see that. It's odd. Well, yeah. I almost went to UCLA out of high school. So, uh, <laughs> so that, that is UCLA it's, colors. It, I, it took a while. That's yeah. what it is. How is mm-hmm. your adjustment, Matthew? How's it been? It's been pretty good. It's been pretty good. It's. Um, um, it's been really fast. I think when you have a free agency, usually that happens you know, beginning of March and you have a little bit of adjustment time. Uh, I basically signed, flew here, got a physical, and I was in meetings, learned a new playbook. I didn't get to practice right away, but I was at practice and that kind of thing. So it's been, uh, it's, it's been a good week, two weeks, three weeks. I don't even know what it's been, but it's, it's, been, um, it's been a change, but it's been a good change. It's been fun. Are you feeling all right? I saw you went down in the preseason game. I did. I uh, took kind of an awkward hit, almost lost my knee, and uh, got off the ground, bit my tongue pretty good. But, really? But uh, I'm doing okay, yeah. But, yeah, wow, because that you seem to be doing just fine on, on that front right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was looking for a little sympathy after the game, but I'm good. Now. I feel bad. I, I, feel, I feel bad. But see, you're, you're fine. Moving forward, there's no issue. You're, you're, are you, you're playing this weekend and all that yeah, good stuff? Yeah, I mean, I hope so. Yeah, I, my, my biggest issue is my father-in-law's a dentist. I wasn't wearing and I don't wear a mouthpiece. So had to explain that one. Wow. It's kind of tough. Yeah. Your father-in-law's a dentist. So yeah. wait a minute. Is that is that we talking about Elizabeth's dad? Is that what we're talking about? No, the my father-in-law would be my wife's. See, dad, I'm trying to my see, wife's Sarah. Tim. Tim no, the, so Tim's. I see what you're saying. It's wait a minute. Tim and Elizabeth. Okay. My wife is Sarah. So no. From so Connecticut. I, so you're five. Okay. I'm sorry. I thought you. I thought you said yeah. Tim's father-in-law is your. It's okay. Is, okay. It's so okay. so you're yeah. so Sarah's dad. Is a dentist. Correct. Your actual, you your actual wife's father is a dentist. My actual wife, yes. And you're, <laughs> and you, and you're not wearing a mouth guard out there. What are you doing? I know, I know. Don't, well, the thing is, as a quarterback, a lot of your audibles, you got guys from all different parts of the country. You know, I grew up in Boston, and and so if I audible to Red Twenty Eight Tex, that's different than Red Twenty Nine Tax. 
And so, you know, if you got a, like a tight end or a left tackle or somebody that, you know, hey, I, I heard a mouthpiece, whatever, turning on, you know, you know, there's all kinds of excuses that come in there. So you got to be real clear, demonstrative with your audibles, with your play calls, all that stuff. So then you're not a believer in some of these mouth guards actually improve your play and make you more uh, agile and stuff like that. Have you re- have you heard about that? Like yeah, the Saints I've heard play- that. But you don't I'm believe fair, you're I'm not a believer I'm, in that. You know what? I'm willing to try it out. I just uh, I think at some point in Green Bay, I think it was my second year in Green Bay with the Packers, and uh, Brett Favre got hurt in like the the seventh play of the game, and Mike McCarthy pushed me in the game. He's hey, get, get in the game, and I was like, ah, and I didn't use my mouthpiece, and ever since I just. I don't know. Oh, is that right? So you use the mouthpiece at BC. You you went mouthpiece in Boston. Oh, yeah. Well, you have yeah. to in it's college, a, right? It's an NCAA rule, right? right so. And I would have I would have in the NFL also, but my first year on the practice squad, I never had a use for it. And then my second year there, I got thrown into that game against the Denver Broncos, and and uh, I don't even know where the mouthpiece went. Didn't have one for a while, and. And really, I was just the starting holder for field goals and extra points in Green Bay, so it wasn't like a critical. My favorite issue. story that you've you've told is uh, is when you were in Green Bay, the letters that you got. Can you can you tell that story? I love that story. I, yeah, I don't know. It's, it was a commercial, you know. Let's 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 let it be where it was, you know. You can. Maybe I'll will send you a link to that. Oh commercial. come on, it's a good story, man! You've you, come story. on, you 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 you're you're a veteran. You've got three years in uh, in, in Hawaii under your belt. I mean, you can you can tell these stories, right? You're getting letters. You're getting letters for fun. I, I can't I can't you recreate can't do it, it anymore. You know, there was this Super Bowl ad uh, competition. All right. the players in the NFL that could go through and they could just tell some story, whatever they wanted to tell. Uh, I remember Larry Izzo had an awesome one. Chester Pitts had a really yes, good did. one. Like there were some great stories. Izzo's was my favorite. But I'm sitting there outside of this, um, you know, bus or whatever, like this MTV Cribs kind of like uh, spill your guts camera type thing. <laughs> not MTV Cribs. MTV, whatever that show whatever is. Whatever it is, MTV I don't know. So <laughs> I'm sitting out there, and I'm just like banging out some fan mail. I'm just like signing away, signing away. And Nate Burleson, my wide receiver, is sitting there, and I'm like, dude, I have no idea what I'm going to say. I don't even know why I'm in this line. Why am I doing this? I have nothing to say. And he's like, oh, you'll come up with something. And then I tell him the story about the first piece of fan mail that I ever got um, in Green Bay. And so he was like, dude, that's your story. Go with it. I was like, I don't know. It's not that good of a story. So you're taking Nate's tips, basically. See, here's why I love you is you didn't tell me the story. You gave me the backstory, which is better than the actual story, Matt. Breaking news. (laughs) That's what you're all about, Rich. (laughs) Well, I'm breaking ground. You know, that's what that's I'm true. all. That's that's exactly what I'm all and about. It looks like you're breaking some beats down with those, uh, oh, yeah. those headphones. There. My street cred is through the roof. You know that, right? Now you had a good commercial when you first came on to the uh, NFL network. Yep. Network, I mm-hmm. think. I think the the slogan was "It doesn't suck to be rich." Yes, that's what it was. Is that right? Dear Mr. The, Fantasy was the was the background music. Okay. The actually, yeah. Yeah. so you, you've had you've had a good amount of uh, commercial success. I've. <laughs> <laughs> Eight years ago, sure, yeah, that was. Uh, that and was, I'm sure, I'm sure you were back in the day in some of those good uh, back in the day sports center commercials. Sports center, yeah. Oh yeah, my, my, I still have the. Um, I still have the. Uh, I guess the the jacket, the the silk jacket that Lou Duva wore. Yeah. Uh, that said, Kid Eisen on the back when he sl- he he came during the commercial break of of Sports Center and slapped me around and you know threw water on me and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, Th- that was I loved favorite. watching those. I loved watching those commercials that you were in when I was little. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah, I just love when them. you were little, come on now, mm-hmm. man. What do you? Where were? You, where were you in '97? Where were you in 1997? 
97, yeah. I was at Boston College. You're in Boston yeah. College. So when you're in college, yeah. I was doing. We were both in New England. I was in Bristol. You're you're up there in Boston. So here wow. you are. Here you are, a New Englander, right? You, you spend some time. We've already established uh, forgetting your mouthpiece in the Midwest. You had your cup of coffee there. You hit your you hit your big time uh, in Seattle for the first time in Seattle professionally, and you spent all that time in the Pacific Northwest. Now you're now you're in you're in Nashville. Did I did I see you tweet out something like you you were missing Greek food of some sort? Did I see that tweet recently, <laughs> Matt? There's a great I'm talking great uh, little hole in the wall Greek spot, best Greek food mm-hmm. in America probably in uh, Kirkland, Washington. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I'm kind of craving it, missing it, and I tried a place here, and uh, it wasn't so good. It wasn't, but not right. not to worry. I got a lot of recommendations on where I should go. Here. There you go. No, I mean, it's a great, I just, do you, are you a country music fan? Do you like country? Sure, sure, yeah, definitely. Although, I, I got to tell you a funny story. I shouldn't tell, wow. Go for it. I didn't it. want to tell you this story. Go for it. All right, okay, since I did. Okay. So, uh, like, my first night here, um, uh, myself and a couple teammates, we go and just catch a Keith Urban concert. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking to a guy that, you know, is like Keith Urban's, like, I don't know, management record team, whatever. And he's like, so, you like Keith? I'm like, I love Keith. I'm a big fan. Loved him forever. He's just great. Uh, which is true. I didn't know some of his songs, you know. <laughs> and then... Uh, so then he has a break in the concert, and he's tell, he starts talking to the, to the fans. It's a great show. And uh, I, I turn to the guy, and I'm like, hey, why is Keith Urban talking with a British accent all of a sudden? He's like, uh, he's from Australia. I was like, ah. So I kind of outed myself. It wasn't a huge, you outed. but I'm, I'm learning. <laughs> hey, listen, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's part of the learning process. It's part it, of the learning process. It is, it is a process. And plus, you were, it, it was all part of the whole free agency madness. But, yeah, he's Australian just like, just like his wife. Figured that you know, out uh, after the fact. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I, I, it's but I got a chance. I got a chance to say hello after, and you know, he was a great guy, and uh, it was a great show. So. Yeah, and he's a big Titan fun. fan. He's a big, big Titan fan. Everyone here is. It's uh, it's been awesome. Yeah. My mom was actually Betsy. Betsy. My mom was in town and uh, left today, and she's like, I can't believe how friendly everybody here is. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you know, just she was really impressed with the people here and uh, just the excitement for for Titan football and everything that's going on here. Yeah, so, there's no question cool about it. There's no. We were there last year um, for NFL Network, and clearly the the team was struggling. Place was filled. It was 20 degrees out too. Place was filled. The whole town was completely into it, and um, and now it's just a whole different uh, team, different different coach. Obviously, you're the quarterback there now. Uh, what 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 can you tell fans of the Titans? What what type of team they're they're going to see? It, what style is going to be in effect this year, Matthew? Is there a way that you can sort of clue people in? Well, I, I think we've shown in our early preseason games what we're going to be about and uh, how we're trying to do this thing. Uh, some, some of our more uh, well-known players haven't necessarily played in games with us yet, but um, I think what we're doing is you know, we have those players in mind with the things that we're trying to do. And I think we've been really crisp. And for us to have practiced, I think it's like 12 or 14 times and to be as smooth and uh, just like look like we're you know have our act together at this point has has been really impressive because there are a lot of new coaches here. There's a lot of new players here at kind of important positions, and uh, you know we've played some pretty good teams. So I think uh, I think there's a lot to be excited about, and 
And we'll see. You know, I've had to get to know some of my teammates coming from the NFC. I didn't really know that many guys in this team, and, and, and uh, I'm sure it's the same with them. So we're, we're, we're growing as we go here, and we've got a couple more weeks to get, get things right. Have you noticed I haven't mentioned Chris Johnson? That was sort of, that's sort of my holdout. You know, I, I was okay. holding out on that as well. You know, yeah. And you just well, he's 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 coming to town tonight. I know. Yeah, he's coming to town. He he tweeted that out. He tweeted that out that he's meeting the the general manager. And how has that been? And because clearly he's 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 uh, so dynamic of a player. Uh, How has this been with you trying to get up to speed and you trying to learn the system and learn your teammates? And he is going to be because we all know that this is not going to last forever. He's going to be such a great part of, of what you guys do. Um, how has that been for you in your adjustment period, not not being able to have such a main part uh, as part of this learning process for you? Well, everything's new for me, so there's plenty to learn about and work on right now for me. But uh, I think that was an important pe- important piece of the puzzle. When I talked to Coach Munchak on the phone before I decided to come here, he kind of explained out or just laid out his plan for the team, for the offense, and and uh, you know where where the running back situation was. And I just felt really good about their commitment to uh, you know to, to to help get that done. And and obviously that he's an important part of the you know puzzle. So. You know, we're, I'm sure, like you said, it'll get done quickly, or hopefully it does, and and, and it won't last forever. And so, w- whenever that time comes, we'll just uh, get going. Brian, you mentioned the, the process of, of your decision making and speaking to, to Coach Munchak. I'd love to just get in because I haven't spoken to you about this. The, the the Seattle of it all was was there a possibility at all for you to stay in Seattle, in your estimation, Matthew? Uh, well, I think I thought there was, but um, the, the decision was kind of made for me, which uh, looking back is probably not the worst thing in the world because it would have been a very, very tough decision for me. And, you know, we had so many great years there, 10 years there with uh, uh, tons of success and a lot of a lot of strong feelings towards people in the organization and stuff like that. And and uh, so it would have been a really tough decision. But so having it taken out of my hands wasn't really the worst thing that could have happened. Um, and, and I just, again, I said before, I'll say it again, I was just really appreciative to, to Pete Carroll and to John Schneider for calling me. Uh, I didn't have to learn about it on television or something like that. So it was, um, you know, very nice of them to do it that way. And, and um, you know, there's just a lot of respect both ways. Was this pre-post, uh, pre-lockout or post-lockout when you got that phone call from them? This is post-post-lockout. Post-lockout. So, so, when you were, yeah. so when you were going through the lockout, there was still, through 136 days, a possibility in your mind that maybe when the door opens up, you could be staying put with your family in the Pacific yeah, Northwest. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think probably better than a 50-50 chance is what I was thinking. But, um, again, you know, that's, um, that's a big decision for a team every year to decide, you know, who they're going to go with at, at, key, at key positions. And, and uh, you know, to have a 10-year run was great. And, um, you know, um, again, I just a big thank you to those guys. Is it a safe assumption that, that you knew Locker? Because obviously he was playing his college ball uh, up uh, up where you were playing your pro ball before you uh, before you met him here. Is that did you did you know him? Yeah, I mean I knew him from a distance. I think we've right. got a lot of the same friends. We've been at a lot of the same charity events or things like that. Um, but but it wasn't like we were hanging out. Right. Um, there's, probably, there's probably NCAA rules. In the right. anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, you're not um, a Ponzi schemer, basically hanging out with him and, and clubbing and stuff like that. Right, and he's not that type of guy anyway. Right. But yeah, I think just you know, just the people in Seattle, whether it be a, a Sue Bird or a Lauren Jackson or a Jake Locker or Ichiro, I mean, just people that you have a mutual respect for in the city. Um, you know, you, you see them here and there, but um, 
Uh, we've definitely gotten to know each other a lot better. He's a great kid, as advertised. He's really going to be a good football player. So um, I think that was an important piece of this puzzle for me, also getting the chance to kind of pay it forward in a, in a sense. You know, the, there have been a lot of great um, mentors to me over the years, and, and whether it be in Green Bay or Seattle or wherever. And, and uh, just an opportunity to be with a young guy that's talented was a, was a good thing. And, and what do you think his, um, the, the concept that we heard all throughout the evaluation is he's got to learn to be more accurate and footwork and things of that nature. What, what, what are you seeing, I guess, if you can evaluate being the, the mentor right now, what he needs to work on moving forward here, Matthew? Uh, well, I don't, th- you know, the accuracy thing, I, I don't see that at all. Um, I think he might have had broken ribs last year, so I invite anybody with broken ribs to try to throw accurately or do anything accurately. Right, or breathe. Um, so I, I, yeah, <laughs> right. exactly, or sleep. Um, so, you know, he, I, I think he's doing a great job, and I think he's shown so far in the preseason that he's got a lot of talent. Uh, right now there's just a lot to learn. I remember as a rookie how hard it is, and there's just a lot to learn. So, you know, he's going to be fine. He's doing his thing, and uh, I know that they really like him here, so that's important. Excellent. So it was good to catch up with you here, Matthew. This was fun. This is fun. You're in the you're you're in your process of getting to become a a native uh, Tennessean there. And and if there's anything that I wish I could help you on that front, but I'm you know I'm I'm a I'm a Northeast guy and yeah you know Michigan guy yeah yeah I went to the University yeah. of Michigan as you know so I don't know if how much help I can and plus as you could see I, I rock the 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 uh, Beats by Dre so I've got the the street cred I'm, I can help okay. you there. Are you but, a uh, country music guy at all? No. Uh, not at all. Okay. Uh, I'm not a NASCAR guy. I'm being from New York City. The only left turns I know how to make are from the right lane. Um, that's the way I roll on that front. Here's a his story too: is I, when I was I, my first TV job was in Redding, California, and uh, I had to cover a rodeo. So um, I had absolutely no idea what I was doing, no clue at all. I had to interview Ty Murray, who I found out subsequently was like the Michael Jordan of the rodeo circuit. And I went there and asked, where can I see Ty Murray? And uh, it was basically like at the time walking into the United Center and saying, where, where's Michael Jordan? Can you point him out to me? And they looked at me like I was totally crazy. Wow. Um, so when I came back, when the rodeo came back, um, I was dating a girl in Texas. And I went and bought a 10-gallon hat. And when I covered the rodeo again, I showed up in my hat. And the guy goes, what the hell happened to you? And I said, I've been to Texas. I, I, let, me, let me go rope some steer. That's basically Look at you now. Look at you now. Yes, you were, you, were, now. you did it. You were covering a rodeo, yep. and now you live on Rodeo. Yeah, look at you now. <laughs> <laughs> That's next level stuff, Matt. You know it too. You know it. They listen. Thanks for coming on. Send send my regards to uh, to your whole family, to Sarah, who I know is your wife. When yes, I heard say, hi to, say hi to Susie. Thank say you. hi to Susie. Thank you. I appreciate yes. that. I, I shall do that. And also say hi to your mom, who, by the way, still is one of the best guest analysts we've ever had on NFL Network. I she heard she's in. got a Polaroid up on the NFL Network oh, yes. studio because she was a guest. She does. Once. Absolutely. Yeah. We had uh, we had her in for, for Mom's Week about three years ago. and She was breaking down cover two. She was. She was breaking down cover two on our playbook segment, and she nailed it. She nailed it and also got in some plugs for you as well, <laughs> as, as any mom would do. She was, she was fantastic. She was great. So say hi to her, uh, her and, uh, and Don, too, for me, will you please? Okay. You Good bet. talking to you, Rich. Same here. That is Matthew Hasselbeck, the starting quarterback of the Tennessee Titans and big-time Tennessean joining us here. Thrilled to have back on the podcast, although in person for the very first time, a longtime friend of this network, 
making his first appearance on NFL Network in the first month of our existence. We're now in year eight. Thrilled to have on Big Time Chiefs fan, Paul Rudd. Good to see you, sir. Thanks, Rich. It's great to see you. It's great to be uh, back here at the network. I I don't want to sound facetious. Yes. Now you say this, it's year eight, and I was here in the first month. I don't want to sound uh, um, facetious. No, not at all. uh, It feels a little bit like coming home. (laughs) Does that sound? sound, No, actually, what it is, uh, what it is, is it's breaking me up. You're breaking me up. Oh. You are coming home. You I, are. I'll never forget. There I don't you want that. There you are. Uh, coming in the door. Yeah. In February of 2003. Uh, uh, actually, it was December of 2003. Mm-hmm. Couldn't even be remotely close to that one. And uh, you, you came walking in in your Will Shields gamer. Yeah. Yeah. Do you still have that Will Shields I gamer? Do. I do. The Will Shields gamer. Is he your favorite Kansas City Chief of all time? Well, I uh, I don't, you know, I don't know if he's my favorite of all time. I, I knew I know Will and have for years and really like Will. Right. Uh, so I guess you know he would be certainly be one of them. I, I've uh, become uh, good friends with Dustin Colquitt, uh, who uh, <laughs> lives right by my house in Kansas City. Okay. Um, and a great guy. Uh, who else do you know? Uh, Keep name dropping. I mean, because after these are, Dustin Colquitt, these, these are people I know. People that have played for the Chiefs that I've been a huge fan of, huge fan of that right. didn't know. Yes, Joe Delaney, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and also uh, Derek Thomas, mm-hmm. um, Jack Rudney. <laughs> no relation. No relation. I just remember just uh, every year the Jack Rudney football card. He just looked sweatier and had more of a broken nose. Jack Rudney is not a name I would think. I, I couldn't even have envisioned that that would be a name that would be dropped in our conversation. Jack Rudney? Yeah, because, I mean, I have visualized this conversation beforehand. Really? Yeah, I've thought about That's it. That's a little creepy. Is it now? Well, what you about, said it was coming well, what home. About, what about Stenerud? How about Steve Bono? No. No? <laughs> You have no, you have no affinity and affection for Steve Bono. No, not Steve Deberg. Deberg, I like. Well, that's DeBerg, because that's because, old school right because there. he Deberg actually played when the Chiefs were in the AFL. That's how long ago. That's how long ago. Yeah, he was panning for gold. I think Deberg. I remember Deberg. Um, not to be confused with Lady in Red's Chris Deberg. <laughs> um. But Steve DeBerg, Steve DeBerg was the backup to Craig Morton for the Denver Broncos in Super Bowl twelve. Back in the day, that's it. back again when they were panning for gold. Yeah, in Super the Rocky Mountains, uh, which I believe the Cowboys won twenty four to ten. Wow, I don't know. By the way, even By if the it's way, true I think or not, you just dropped one hundred and sixty four matches <laughs> right there on the floor. I just counted them in two seconds. Rain Man yeah. uh, is here on the Rich Eisen podcast. Uh, excellent, Rudney. Are you, are you, now I know, uh, you told me that you are, you did, you shot some videos for the Kansas City Chiefs. By the way, that, those, those, that could be mm. totally wrong. I might be, it might be like. But it doesn't matter. You sounded, that's all you have to I do. I might is be right. You Maybe. sold it. A, a, name a Super Bowl, uh, that, and I'll tell you that who was in it in the score. Are you serious? I don't know. Name one. Um, how about last year? I don't remember. <laughs> you know who can do that is Michael Vartan. He's come on the yeah, yeah seriously. He's, he's really yes, like he 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 will he first of all he will sweat profusely, 
Really? Uh, yes, profusely. He's got the flop sweats, uh, Vartan. And he will come on, and you, if you give him a, a score and a Super Bowl, he mm-hmm. will actually name that. So I just didn't know if, you're, if you can actually do that or not. Well, I mean, with some, but be, they tend to go back to, like, the earlier ones, because when I was a little kid. Yes. And that was, you know, I was a Steeler fanatic. Mm-hmm. Uh it was just football was everything. So then you moved to the Kansas City area. I didn't like. I lived in Kansas City and I grew up in Kansas City, but right. I wasn't a Chiefs fan. I was a Steelers fan. And then when what? I left Kansas City, mm-hmm. uh, and then you know I, I went to college at KU, mm-hmm. and, and then later in life, uh, which I think happens with people, it's a little bit of their um, reaching back to their home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, you know, I never disliked the Chiefs when I lived there. I just never really rooted for them. Mm-hmm. And so now, I mean, I still, it's a, it's a lame thing. People think like, how can you like more than one team? Because I like the Jets too. Uh, well, you live in New York, yeah. Now. Um, and uh, and I've always liked the Jets, mm-hmm. even you know as a kid. But uh, but yeah, the, I would say that the Chiefs, the Chiefs are they're your that's, team. That's my team. Well, because you, again, you you made videos for the Kansas City Chiefs this year, did you not? You made some, you shot some vids. Ra, uh, for the Rob Riggle and I, yeah, another we were, KU man. He's another, yeah, we were back doing a charity event mm-hmm. for uh, Children's Mercy Hospital in Kansas, and then we did this thing for the Chiefs, and they they filmed it, and now uh, and now you? it's ta- and now it's really just taking over. Uh, dot com. <laughs> yeah, where you are you are basically having Castle take a back seat because of just how awesome these videos are. Are they? I don't know. I don't know if they are, but you know what? They were fun. It was very exciting. Right. You and Riggle and yeah. uh, Sudeikis. He's... Sudeikis wasn't there. He had to do. Uh, he was supposed to be there, but he had to do press for horrible bosses. Yeah, he's more of a. But he's more of a hoops guy anyway. He's we a big that. Jayhawks fan. I yeah. know that. Yeah, you know he like drops that stuff all the time. Yeah, he's always. Have you noticed that he's always wearing Jayhawk shorts uh, at the end of uh, SNL whenever no. they're all out on stage and saying they're every time. I, I've, I've is that like it. is that like a um, a signature thing? Yeah. Like a like a Carol Burnett tugging of the ear, where he just comes out, Maybe. you know, come got, virtually commando you know, on being, national television. Being a Jayhawk fan and having gone to school there, yeah. I, I I really appreciate it. Yeah, when he came on the podcast, I asked him what in the world did the Rock and Chalk and Jayhawk mean, and he, for the first time, and no one's ever done this with me, he Googled it while we were actually having a conversation. Oh, really? Yeah, half paying attention to what we were doing. It mm. was very, it was, it was a fascinating moment. So I can tell you're, you're captivated by it right now. I'd zoned out what? <laughs> <laughs> so are you playing fantasy this year or you're just too busy with too many movies? And are, are you, are you still fantasy football? Uh, I, yeah, I am. Yeah? Yeah. I have, a, I have a, a league that I've played in for years with, uh, um, well, you and I have played. I know we have, uh, but you 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 tapped out of that one yeah. recently because you had to. You sort of like the playoffs. You you had to. You had to, well, you had was, to you make know, your you rotation. Meet pe- you meet those people that have like ton, like lots of leagues, and I could never sustain that. Right. So you're in one league with your friends. I'm going to be in two this year. Okay. Yeah. Who's whose leagues are you going to be in? Uh. Well, it's an extraordinary league of gentlemen. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, well, you, Joe Latrulio okay. is in my is okay. in, uh, your boy. Yeah, okay. I, there's other there's um, 
do you want that you really want the names of the people no, that I'm, I just I'm just I'm fishing for names I'm fishing for names you're 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 friends of very famous people I'm just um, wondering if you're if Bobby you're, Bobby Cannavale is in my league I enjoyed him in win-win by the way uh he's great he's great in win-win and a great actor and yeah. a great guy. and a wonderful and a wonderful guy and a good 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 guy good dude uh David Zayas I don't know that guy. he's in Dexter okay uh you'd recognize David <laughs> um he was an Oz. If you have the first overall pick this year, who do you choose? Hmm. If you were so lucky in your draft, well, it would depend if Jack Rodney was still available. Yeah, but he's out. Of, he's not. He's, he's not available. I don't know. You know, here's the thing. I'm not up to speed as far as you. So uh, you have not gotten your, I your guides. I and, haven't. I haven't. I haven't. Uh, I haven't. John Hansoned it up yet. You haven't done anything. No. Like that yet. He's the key. Yeah. John Hansen is the key. Okay. He's the key. He does. He does all of the heavy lifting, mm-hmm. and uh, and then I follow. Okay, you know his what he did. Uh, so you 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 didn't. If if you get the first overall pick, you will have to. Who is the consensus first overall pick? There isn't one. There isn't. That's one why I'm one. asking there you really for a little one. help. There really is not one. It would be probably Chris Johnson, but his whole holdout thing is making people right, a little right, bit freaky. Right. You got Adrian Arian, Peterson, Arian Foster. You know what? He's going to be a top ten pick this year. But would you actually? Would you actually? Go with him, or do you think he? Can I don't know. Act? You know, it's uh, I, I. I don't know. It depends on. Uh, it's like your scoring. Do you go? I've. I don't know. I don't it know. Depends on your scoring. Your scoring, like you know, in the last few years, a lot of we in my league, mm-hmm. a lot of points have gone toward uh, receptions and stuff. Yeah, like we've, that. we've done. Points we've moved on P- to a PPR P-R-U, league. PPR and uh, but then also uh, touchdowns. We're counting for passing touchdowns. We're six points and not four. So, yeah. you know, then you like, do you, you're rebels. You, you are Aaron. rebels. We score for everything. You, yeah. We score. We score for touchdowns not scored. <laughs> that now I'm confused. I yeah. have absolutely no if idea none of your how player, your scoring If your player works. doesn't score a touchdown. Right. You get six points. Right. Uh, my, for every touchdown not scored. Our idiot brother opens up. August 26th. Mm-hmm. Let's promote your film right here. I'm lean, I feel like I'm leaning into the mic too far. This is fine. I can it, lean in as well if you want me to. It, uh, what about now? <laughs> Are you all right? <laughs> You're blue velveting my microphone. Be careful. Ugh. I don't know all where right. that's been, actually. I've seen your podcast. I have a feeling. Our... Our... Uh, our... Our... Our idiot brother. Yeah. Do you play the idiot brother? I do. I do. Um, uh, it's it's about a guy mm-hmm. who uh, um, gets uh, sent to jail. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a, such a good guy uh, and really gives people the benefit of the doubt. But he gets sent to jail kind of in the first scene because um, he sells marijuana to a uniformed police officer. That's a mistake. That's uh, a misstep. Yeah. But uh, but then he, uh, he gets out and has to move in. Uh, with his sisters who all live in different places and mm-hmm. at different points in their lives because uh, the guy was a biodynamic farmer and then when he got back, it's a, whatever, I'm, you, know, you know, it's funny. Uh, let's just, do this. I'll say it. yes. it's funny mm-hmm. and um, it's got its moments of, uh, of drama and poignancy mm-hmm. and... Um, are you going to pull on my heart? And it's, not, and it's not too long. Are you going to turn on my heart light? Is that what you're saying in this in this film? I do, I, uh, Make me laugh yeah. and turn on my heart light. Yeah. Phone home. 
<laughs> did you see my finger light up? It did. Your finger lit up, yeah. and and um, that wasn't my finger. For those that, and for those that are not watching it, you touched me on my nose, and that was really. I meant to touch you on the heart. Well, you will for our idiot, our our, our idiot brother coming out on on the twenty sixth of August. <laughs> uh, who else is in your 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 Missouri cabal? You you you, you got uh, you got. Regal, right? Yeah, and Sudeikis went to. Uh, we went to the same high school. Right, Ham. Right, uh, John Ham is a is a St. Louis guy. Mm-hmm. Um, That's why I went Missouri. I went the whole Missouri. Yeah, you're like you're kind of. But I, you right. know, I knew John and have been friends mm-hmm. with John since I was living in Kansas. And I remember at a World Series once, I look up there. You are Joe Buck sitting there right well yeah joe is also you know from st louis and Mm -hmm. uh fret and same thing with ham they those guys have known each other since right you know childhood and And my roommate at ku was from st louis and Mm -hmm. i would go visit him and that's how i got to know joe and john and now he's turned into a legend in the booth yeah joe buck yeah i'm only saying that because he's on the phone right now oh is he really you there joseph i am here joe Paul? Joe, what are you driving or something? I am driving. I mean, it's not like I'm going to be in a stationary position for this interview. No, no, you've got places to be, and, and to, I, I, I'm surprised. Promise you, promise me, you won't be texting while driving. No, well, I'm not going to promise you, but I made that promise to Oprah. No, oh, well, that's good. Okay, that's good. <laughs> well, you made it to Oprah. How's, yeah. it, how's it going? Where are you? right now on uh, Highway 270 in St. Louis, Missouri, mm-hmm. and uh, rolling around doing my daily chores. My kids start school, and uh, we're kind of doing the whole back-to-school thing. Oh, boy. I remember those days. See, you're, 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 you're not going to get this on Chelsea lately, by the way. No. Uh, no. No. But, no, this is, uh, you'd be a lot more harsh if this were Chelsea lately. <laughs> Joe, you'd tell I'm me go- I look fat or something. When I I'm going to be I'm going to be doing the Chelsea Lately uh, show uh, later on. Maybe I'll call you during that segment. <laughs> yeah, I think you're in Letterman next week. Uh, you just go. keep ringing me up. I'll ask you to go out to the car and just drive around just the block. <laughs> I don't want you at home. This yeah, is, I don't want to feel comfortable if I'm not moving. Are you Are you hands free right now? Yeah. Or are you going? No, to? I'm not. I'm not in L.A. I'm in St. Louis. I mean, we can pretty much do anything with a cell phone in a car these days. I don't really pull you over for that. So, Joe, when you first met Paul, was he as was he as bromantic as he is right now? Um, you know, I would say this about Paul. Um, first of all, he had long, flowing hair, uh, a Jeep that didn't have a top on it. He was uh, Mr. Ku. He was dating. That uh, that friend of mine's sister, who he referenced when he was going through the whole family tree of Missouri people that he knows, and then uh, as was Ham, and either before or after uh, Paul was uh, was dating that particular person, and and I just knew him as a good, fun, great guy who you just easily hit it off with. And I will tell you, and I've told this to anybody who will listen and. That consists of about six people. He has not changed one bit from when I first met him. He's the same guy. He's a good guy and a great family guy. And, uh, you know, we're all proud of him because he's he's not a jerk. He's uh, he's successful, but he's, he's uh, still the same person. Wow, Joe. If you could see me right now. 
<laughs> yeah. uh, I'm crimson. <laughs> that, thank you for saying that. No, I feel yeah, the same. I, a lot of, I would imagine a lot of people would, you know, change after being in. You know, what were you, my my big Freck Creek wedding? What were you in? <laughs> That's right. I did. Uh, I did. My you were big, great in that. Thank you. Yeah, I played Nia Vardalos in that one. Yes, it yeah. was very very convincing. It right. really was. Um, you and Joey Fatone and the mm-hmm. the the sparks that were flying on screen. I no, but I mean, going. I remember the clueless days, and then you know this this was a guy that I used to watch dance like a moron. Doing the dork dance at uh, different bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs across the LA area. Yeah. Well, you still do that, don't you? <laughs> sure. I know. I'm sure oh, you yeah. do. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's actually been wrestled to the ground and uh, carted away a few times in the last uh, last couple of months. He's not supposed to be anywhere near kids. <laughs> there are there are there are some laws in place. Yeah. Just, yeah. Joe, do you remember? He's not within 25 feet of him. He's fine. I. Uh... <laughs> Well, yes. I mean, of course, if you really read the documents, um, <laughs> I, Joe, do you remember, I remember visit, like sitting with Joe in your car. You used to have, uh, you know, uh, sitting with Joe in your, you used to have like a black Jeep Cherokee, didn't you? I did. I remember yeah. sitting in your car, listening on cassette, cassette. to, uh, you were calling an MU game. Was that, that was one of the first things you did. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I used to, just so you know, Rich, I used to bring all my friends into my car and to listen to me do games. <laughs> on cassette. Mm-hmm. On, on cassette. cassette. Yeah. yeah. That was, was hey, that? everybody, listen, here's me doing a game. Come on. Well, no, it was a big, I remember because I uh, had a tape of it. And it was one of the very first things you had ever done, and I couldn't believe that somebody I knew uh, did uh, commentary. That was just the coolest thing. But, well, I'd met your dad. I knew Jack. Right. Um, but then it was like, here's a friend of mine doing this. It was very... And I, and I, early on, couldn't believe somebody I knew made out with Alicia Silverstone. That's right. <laughs> yeah. on, was that on cassette or 8-track? When, 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 when I made out with Alicia Silverstone. Silverstone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, think it was on laser disc. It was on laser Blu-ray. disc, which was which was great because the reception disc. was 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 great. But halfway through the makeout, I had to go and flip the disc over to <laughs> continue it. What's more awkward exactly. than that? And what's more awkward than that? Than flipping the disc over in the yeah, middle of, in the middle, of, yeah, a, yeah. of a makeout sesh, <laughs> man, nothing. When do you guys start talking about Paul Steelers or his? Kansas City Chiefs. Got it. We sort of hit that. I'm so so predictable, Joe. I think I brought it up within about the first two minutes. Oh, did you? Yeah. Hey. Michael. What? Go ahead. No, you go. No, go. Go, go. 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 No, you. No, you. All right. Um... I thought you were going to say something about Michael. You know what? I thought you were going to say something about Michael Hutchins because I was going back to my long hair. Um, oh, you did have that look, and you introduced me to the band The Church. <laughs> uh, yeah. The Smiths. Right. Yeah, you were you were good for my uh, my music library back then. I think you and I had many conversations about The Smiths. Yeah, yeah, and then we freaked out Adam Scott that one night when we knew every word to every That's song right. of The Smiths, and he's like. What is this crap? I know. Is Adam shocking. Scott part of this cabal too? I Adam didn't know Scott. That. Adam Scott was, you know, I grew up with Joe and John Hamm, and then right. when I moved to California, this is like, you know, pre-clueless, mm-hmm. kind of early '90s. Uh, Adam was one of the first uh, friends that I made, and uh, we have since been 
really good friends. Yeah. All four of us have known each other for the better part of two decades. I had not known that he was yeah. part of this. I know yeah. he's you're friends with him, but I didn't know he was yeah. part of this whole cabal. Speaking first, of the whole friends thing, that's how I uh, I arm wrestled Paul into being there for my first Joe Buck Live on HBO, so we could sit between Artie Lang and me, which was... How did uh, that go, Joe? It went well. I don't know if you saw it. It uh, turned out great. Exactly what I was hoping for. Right. Yeah. With Sudeikis. Uh, we, Sudeikis, we, right. We made an, Art, an Artie Lang sandwich. Yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. Kind of a Kansas... It's kind of uh, a little gristle in that sandwich. <laughs> That was one of the more uncomfortable moments, I think. Any, uh, I'd, I'd, uh... For you, really? <laughs> well, I just remember I felt like I was kind of, I didn't know, I didn't want to uh, interrupt because I knew it was gripping television. Yeah, I, <laughs> I know that if I was watching it, there's no way I was turning that off. And... Exactly. Well, you know, I, th- I thought at one point you might have swallowed your tongue. I was making sure that you were still breathing. I put that mirror under your nose. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then Ben already took it and did something else with it. But, uh... I felt like I was a member of um, Billy Bob Thornton's band at that time yeah. because it was like a week after he had a, that kind of freak out on that DJ. The Box Masters? Uh, I do... Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. You didn't think I'd pull that one no, out of my that ass. That was impressive. Yeah. But, uh, it, was on Cana- it was on Canadian on Broadcasting Cana- yeah. Radio. And he kind of started going off on the DJ, and I just remember his band members sitting there and not saying, saying anything, and, I, and, that's, right. that, and that was what I felt like. Now, that said, and I've said this a million times. I left you hanging. I, no, 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 not that. I, uh, you know, I, I, like you said, it was live, totally live. I think at least compelling television, and as I told Artie right after, and on the phone, and then he was on our second episode the beginning of it, I I had absolutely no ill will toward him. I had more ill will toward uh, the way HBO kind of handled the whole fallout. But, you know, that's that's kind of what Artie thought we wanted him to do. And I was glad he was on. Hell, I was glad anybody wanted to come on my show. Well, also, I mean... Artie Lang, I've always thought it was super funny. I mean, I I'm a I love Howard Stern and Artie. Right. I think it's like all oh, like those guys are uh, hilarious. But I remember what, as soon as as soon as it was, as it was over, walking back and then seeing yeah some of those uh, H, the HBO executives, executives not really knowing what to do or say. And they were freaking out. They were kind oh of freaking God, out. It was that was that was fine. It was good. It was in, it was at least entertaining and. You know, the rating was big and all that. They just, you know, they couldn't handle it. And then somehow it was distasteful before uh, Cat House 2 came on or whatever. <laughs> I think it was that. Taxi Cab Confessions 28, right, actually, Joe, so, uh, from, if I remember correctly. That was, somehow that was too offensive for HBO. <laughs> so, so is there anyone else as part of this cabal that I should know about? Scott? Ham? You got, uh, uh, I don't know. This is great. So how about this memory lane? Did you didn't think it, I'd, I'd pop? No, Joe Buck I can't on believe. Uh, Here I we go. See, I can't believe that Joe's called it. You have to be by, at your destination by this point. No, <laughs> are, you, well, are, you, are you driving around in the parking lot? Are you driving around the parking lot of Schnooks right now? About next to Schnooks, just going around and around and around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good though. It's a good St. Louis reference. I am. Uh, <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, and I swear to God, you're on your way to Sun Deckers. No, I'm, I'm within 200 yards of a schnooks right now. Do they have a shawma there? No. A steak and shake? No. 
No, I'm not too far away from Steak and Shake. I'm not too what, far away from anything. What about Mississippi Nights, Joe? It's down by Sundeckers, and uh, is that in the landing? <laughs> it's in the landing. Yeah. Are you yeah. gonna go check out an unconscious show tonight, Joe? <laughs> that is so memory lane and so deep and inside. I don't know that it's you know. <laughs> for all the Mike, for all the Mike Aperion fans watching the yeah. uh, Rich Eisen podcast right now. So is this, is this a video thing? Are you guys on video too? Yeah. yeah. This is this is this is the cutting edge, Joe. I mean, this is this is this is downloadable. It's viewable. There. How am I represented by video right now? This is I don't know. Rich is filming this on his on his flip. This isn't going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's, yeah, it's like that uh it's like the camera in Apocalypse Now that Dennis Hopper had. He was taking pictures with no film in it. And we're just going right. up the river <laughs> and and, so, and gone completely insane. That's yeah. exactly so what this moment is right now. Velvet, blue velvet and an apocalypse now. He just actually that. sniffed yeah. my the microphone, uh Dennis Hopper, blue velvet like. Yes, exactly yeah. right. That's what he said. He was, mm. Oh, you were yeah. on the I didn't know you were on the phone for that point in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I was I've been on the phone since the last podcast we, we did, which was <laughs> Thanksgiving like six months ago. <laughs> You've been on? Have you been on hold this whole time? It's, I've been on hold, and I'm so glad somebody's finally on. God, that is a long. That's tough. And have you been driving that whole time too? Yes. It's kind of like an Air Force thing. They can fuel me on the move. That's incredible how you could do a Super Bowl as well in that time span, too, Joe. That's, yeah, well, it's, out town. It was, it was all green screen. That's how, that's how technology CGI, the very first CGI called Super Bowl. And that's how far he's come from his cassette tape. That's how yeah. far it's been. Yeah. Yeah. That was a Mizzou, Illinois game I made you listen to, Paul. I zoned out 10 minutes in. <laughs> I remembered it was a Mizzou. I, was it football? I, I it was, was it hoops? What was it? It was hoops. Yeah. What was the last hoops, hoops game you called, Joe? That might have been it. <laughs> um, I don't know. It was a triple overtime Missouri-Illinois game at the uh, the Checkerdome. The Checkerdome. The arena in St. Louis. One of the best games I've ever witnessed, even to this day. What was the very first thing you did, Joe? Uh... Besides second God, inning, I looked it, up I'm, into my mother's eyes and <laughs> got something to eat. No, I think he meant professionally. The first oh. thing you ever did. Um, <laughs> no, actually, got I didn't. that was it. Really, that was, that's what it is. Yeah. All right. No, that was it. Professionally. But going yeah, in I was, for I was twenty. Uh, you were twenty. <laughs> yeah. First thing I ever did, my dad was uh, dragged me into a booth when I was sixteen, and on my birthday, made me call an inning. Huh. For the Cardinals, which was one of the all-time worst innings of play-by-play ever recorded. Who was who was pitching? Do you remember that? Um, you have to remember that. Well, no, I you know there that's kind of like was a mini hello, but then I did one actually when I was eighteen on my eighteenth birthday, and it was Joe McGrain at Shea Stadium against the Mets. There you go. How about wow. that? Wow. Nineteen eighty-seven. What were you doing 18. in eighty-seven, Paul? In 87, I was looking uh, in, at myself in the mirror thinking, I do kind of look like Michael Hutchins. <laughs> if, I just, if I can just grow it out a little bit longer um, and maybe shake away some of the adamant curls that I have left over. Adamant. Yeah. Nicely done. You know, I, I, I uh, 87. I was in high school. and uh, You were not... Uh... Acting as a good? No, I mean I was I was uh, doing um, you know like in school like kind of forensics and plays and you know, summer stock 
No, I never did that. No, I never did summer stock. Forensics. Forensics. You know, isn't that a weird <laughs> thing? for? <laughs> yeah, I went CSI. It's a check. I, was doing, I, was, I went CSI. You went Quincy. That was, was that's next level, Joe. I was doing. That's... I was doing Klugman. I was. I was. Uh, I was cutting it to dead bodies. Um, See now, what you solving, forced it to and do solving crime. Now, now the, Joe, just to give you the visual, now you forced us to to go get some Quincy B roll for this podcast television. So that's that, don't. If you tell me you have Jack Klugman on the line, I'm gonna freak out. <laughs> is, is the caller there? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joe. I'm sure you're running out of gas by now. So and now I'm parked in front of a Starbucks. And uh, all right. Hell, I could talk all day now. They have Starbucks in St. Louis? <laughs> they just got one. <laughs> Down in a cornfield, and uh, they've just got regular coffee. Hey, is, is there anybody, if you look around at everybody right now, how many people do you have? Do you see in, like, yellow pants? <laughs> or, um, like, kind of a madras short? There is a madras short in the window of the... Men shop next to the Starbucks I'm looking at. Yeah. There's a gentleman in a red T-shirt, probably headed to the Cardinals game later tonight. Mm-hmm. With no yellow shorts. No yellow, I don't see any yellow shorts. No sweet oars? Or, no. Z- or Zubas? No, but there are some needlepoint belts. There you go. Yeah, yeah the needlepoint <laughs> needle belt. I always knew I was in St. Louis. When you get to the needle, you, you, you and, see more needlepoint belts. And uh, yellow pants. I mean, if you think about the attention to detail that somebody gives to a belt, that's 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 a little much, don't you think? A needlepoint belt. That's. that's I always quite thought a... they looked kind of cool, and thought, um, and, and they would have. They all. A lot of them had flags, like nautical flags, on them. Nautical. They do. <laughs> they have that. They have. Uh, it came... You know your, your logos of your favorite teams. Like if I was to make one for you, Paul, mm-hmm. I would do. Um, a Steeler logo. Mm-hmm. I would do a Royals logo. Okay. I would do a Chiefs logo. All right. I would do uh, a little word that says clueless. Oh, yeah. And then I would do uh, uh, something involving Jack, your son, with you a pair of glasses right. and a bow tie. Nice. Yes. Oh, uh, that's Jack Sullivan Rudd, everybody. Yep. Yep. He's a sweet boy. Uh, and also, uh, you'd have to put something that says our idiot brother in theaters near you august 26th well that, yeah, you bring it back that's that's that's, that's it's called full circle that is that it's is full a, circle that's some i that is a that's an eisen move right there that's that's i would however that would take up most of the space on the belt so you'd have to lose something <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't want to combine the two and put my idiot jack no that would be bad that would be troublesome. <laughs> my clueless brother, Jack. That's right. That would be awful. My clueless son, Jack. The idiot. <laughs> the idiat. <laughs> that would be bad. Yeah. That That'd would be, be bad. I wouldn't recommend that. But, uh, yeah, bringing it back full circle in the uh, business, we call that an eisen. Oh, yeah. really? I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. He just eisened right yeah, there. Yeah, I just eisened. It's a verb now. I like it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right, yeah. Joseph. Thank you for calling in, Joe. Really, because he's, he's got to get to Chelsea lately. I am. Uh, where or I'll call you back. I'll say. <laughs> yeah. I'll say maybe you can, stay right where you are. You know what? Let's Skype. <laughs> this, is a, this is this uh, is uh, uh, amazing. And you know what? I don't. Uh, uh, and I and whatever. I shut up. It it was it lasted a while. 
Yeah. That's what I like. It's longer than you expected. It's yeah. way longer than I expected. Yeah, well, clearly you would, not have, for. You, <laughs> you, would, you would not have agreed to this. <laughs> no, he knows how long these conversations can be. I thought this was going to be a, hey, man, we're, yeah, we're friends from back in the late 80s, early 90s. Mm-hmm. Great guy. Well, yeah. Good luck with the movie. Have a nice day. I'm going to go, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I that's what I figured too. Where, what are you doing tonight, Joe? <laughs> um, I don't know. Call me. All right. <laughs> He'll be in the parking lot. <laughs> next to the, next to no, the I'll, be, I'll be on hold. I'll be on hold. He'll be on hold here at NFL Network <laughs> yeah. for another six months. Yeah. C- yeah. CGIing a whole new NFL on Fox yeah, uh, uh, season. Wait till Michael Vartan comes in here and sweats all over the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph, thank you so much. All right, guys. We'll catch up with you. We'll catch up with you. Goodbye, Paul. Good luck with your movie. Thank you very much, Joe. Okay. There you go. And thank you for taking the time. Bye. That's Joe Buck. That's Joe Buck. The voice of America, Joe Buck. Wow. There you go. That'll clearly get edited. No, this whole thing thing (laughs) goes up on the internet. This whole thing is going up now. It's, it's not. It's, no, it's not. It's not real time. We're not real time. Do you have no labels on these uh, on the water bottles? Because uh, they don't. They don't pay for it. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't pay for it. If they pay for it, we'll put it out there. Right. But uh, but I, I won't let these uh, draconian sponsorship rules prevent you from going thirsty. Oh. See, that's where I'm, you know this is the sort of Solomon like uh, decision that we made. We'll just you, you please have as much water as you want. But you just you won't know, have the, I think the that, label uh, on it. But, uh, Is this too much information? No, not at all. But I, I do think that um, observant viewers mm-hmm. will be able to Tell determine what the bottle is that, by its shape. Is that right? Yeah. That, that, that bottled water drinkers will know exactly what that is mm-hmm. based on the, the shape of the bottle. and yeah. the, Is it a cap thing? No, or? it's the shape of the bottle. Okay. Like, can you guys, can you guess what that is? I can. Well, it's because you saw what the, we were serving in our green room. That's right. But I would have known. But anyway. you would have known anyway. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You are amazing, Paul Rudd. <laughs> Your talents know no limits. No. Thanks for coming on. Are we done? We're not going to call anybody else? <laughs> Who do, you want to, do you have Ham's number? We'll bring him up. He definitely, he definitely do, wouldn't be expecting uh, it. No, I do have his number. Well, he's, he's probably, probably stuck in 1964 yeah, somewhere in the right of now. Drinking a scotch <laughs> at nine in the morning mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> on his fifth smoke yeah. of, the, of the of the shoot. Yeah, yeah, and it's a Saturday. Mm. Um, I'm I don't know. No, I don't. Uh, okay, I don't. Uh, this is great. This is we're now in the Jewish goodbye phase of our conversation. <laughs> like it's, gonna, it's just going to take a long, <laughs> it's gonna, a long time. It's going to keep going. Yeah. So really, keep... what are you doing? Today? <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling up Joe Buck and finding him and uh, uh, still ordering his latte venti or whatever he's doing he right now. He was clearly driving uh, around. He was. It was obvious. And, and the funny thing is, he made it seem like uh, he would be really busy. And we might not be able to get him. Right. Because he was prepping. That's a good friend. He's a good man. He is a good man. And so are you, Paul Rudd. So are you. Thank you, Rich. Uh, it's a pleasure thank being you. here. Um, and uh, uh, thank you for having me on the, on the cast. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. You're just down the street anyway, right? Aren't you shooting your new movie down the street? 
No. Yeah. Yeah. All in this. Uh, all kind of in this neighborhood. In the Culver yeah. City neighborhood. That's right. What is, what, is this the, this it, is the knocked a, up sequel a, in a way, a, if you will? Or it's, it's not a, really a sequel. It's not really is a sequel. It? It's a, a spinoff, I suppose. It's the same character. I'm playing the same character from Knocked Up as is Leslie Mann playing the same character. So you're still stuck in a fantasy draft. In, in, in this well, film. Well, I don't want to give any know, secrets away. Yeah, you know, um, but it's a Judd Apatow. But it is. He's directing, directing. it. He also oh. directed Knocked Up. And it's kind, of, uh, it's kind of checking in on where we're at. It's, it's, uh, we're, we're front and center this time. Oh, fantastic. Kind of like Jack Rudney was on the Chiefs. <laughs> I That's just a great recall. You just eisened. You just eisened. Yeah. Yeah, that there's there's nowhere to go from there. There really is nowhere no, to go from there. No. All right. Well, I look. When does that movie come out? When is that? The uh, um, not really sure yet. Okay. I don't know. It's it's TBD. Yeah, as they say in the about, business. Well, we've still got. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, yes, they of course being the um, mm-hmm. the Van Patten family. But yes. it's, it, uh, we've still got about five weeks of shooting. Okay. Yeah. So that means we have more five more weeks of you out here in Southern California. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah. Well. I'll, I'll see you at the Starbucks then. Terrific. Good Great. to see you, Paul. I, did, I thought they only had those in St. Louis. No, that's that's it. <laughs> You'll let me know. They're all over. I don't know if you're aware. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's almost everywhere you look. Yeah. No. I know you. I know you're in your 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 world. I get all my coffee at Schnucks. <laughs> Everybody should go see our idiot brother, starring Paul Rudd and the lovely Elizabeth Banks. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Zoe Deschanel and. Emily Mortimer and Steve Coogan and Catherine Hahn and Very Jones funny and people. Adam Scott and so T.J. Miller. Your 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 cabal. Part of your your friends are there. Yeah, Catherine Hahn and yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah a lot of you. a lot of uh, is, a lot of friends. You're a blessed man. You're a blessed man. Paul. I am. I am that indeed. Now go forth to Chelsea lately and do well. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming. Thank on. you. That's Paul Rudd on the Rich Eisen podcast. All right, that'll, uh, that's it. How great was that, Paul Rudd and Joe Buck? Oh. Fantastic. Two friends. Talk about two friends. Just, you know, we said at the top of the podcast, like we just has the Hasselbecks, like we hooked up with just two brothers back in 2003, just wanting to talk with one another. Joe Buck and, and Rudd. Yeah, that was actually very, he was like, I know. Paul had no idea. And I know, I know both of them are probably walking out of here thinking who's going to be, I hope people are interested in that. I think they, I, it's just two buddies. Their inner circles. I loved it. Enough. That was fantastic. It's great. It's great. Do you think I forgot? I should have asked Joe Buck. What did they? I forgot even. Did they mention what car he was driving? That they were listening to the cassette tape. Was it like a Gremlin or something like that? Or I don't. Did they sitting there listening to his cassette tape of calling the Missouri game or something? I yeah. love that. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Uh, I don't even want to talk football with Joe. We had him on Thanksgiving week last year, first time. That was great. I could talk to him for as long as possible. Yeah. We had him on Super Bowl week, too, I believe. That's true, we well. did. That's his third time. Yeah. And that was a charm. Super Bowl week. That was a charm. Want to thank him. Want to thank Paul Rudd. Again, go see Our Idiot Brother. Theaters near you this very week and opening Friday, the 26th. And uh, want to thank Namdi Asamoa for appearing on Eagles Cam. I cracked him up on the Dream Team stuff. Oh, that was when you brought I it back. I tried to get in there. I brought was, it back. I eisened it. eisened it. It, it was, it was great. <laughs> It was great. <laughs> and he's been in elements there with that oh earthquake. Oh, so. God. Yeah. Glad we earthquake. Got Good Lord. And Matt Hasselbeck, the one and only. That was fun. Next week's all audio only, right? Tuma, there's so many preseason games on NFL Network, they couldn't even find a half an hour in the schedule. 
that's the way we're rolling right now. Yeah, audio only, but we'll we'll be there though. Who do we got? Sure. Lavar Arrington. We got Lavar Arrington talking about what's going on with the skins. We're talk about skins quarterback, what they're going to do, how that defense is going to look. Lombardi on loan from the uh, from the Bill Simmons podcast. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna. He hates when I tweak him about that, but <laughs> hey, listen, uh, he's in demand. I uh, got him and uh, the worm returns. Oh. Jason Worms are. Well, with the Giants, both cornerbacks out for the se- uh, one cornerback out for the season, the rookie out until October, oh, OC out until then. I'll tell you what, man, the Giants keep losing. They're like the Black Knight, though, from uh, from Holy Grail. They lose pieces, but they keep fighting. They do. I mean, they they whipped up on the Bears last week, this week, and people are still talking about that they're screwed. Yeah, um, this is good stuff. The word is going to come on. I think we're going to get Kara back on. She's been over. It's been like six weeks. It's been too long. Way too long. Kara Anderson, The Worm, Mike Lombardi. It's an old school podcast next week. Audio only. No TV. No TV. Audio only. We'll tape some of it. We'll throw some of it up online. There you go. What's the email address? I mean, the the website address Uh, again. NFL.com slash Rich Eisen for all your video needs. Thank you, Chris Law. Thank you, Mike Del Tufo. Rich Eisen signing up. Stay listening to 